welcome to another edition of Engaging the Generations, a podcast dedicated to conversations about cultivating intergenerational relationships in which every generation matters, every generation is valued, and all are engaged with one another in meaningful and purposeful ways. Last time, we were honored to have Dr. Ward Tannenberg with us, sharing about the lessons he's learned and is still learning about living in this third stage of life. Well, today, we will benefit from Dr. Tannenberg's wisdom gleaned from a long life and the intentionality he has continued to have, especially in relationships with his own family. So let's join him in this important conversation. So, uh, Ward, what are what are some of the things that you think um, make it difficult for people in the third stage of life um, to build relationships with those in the generations behind them? That's a great question. And I will say there's no magic silver bullet or we'd all be shooting it. <laughs> so it's, it is a... Uh, it's a very good question, though, and I think it's not an impossibility at all. Last Sunday, uh, I happen to have uh, my my grandchildren are scattered from Georgia to Australia. So we're scattered all over. There's one in Denver. Uh, but I have a, a granddaughter lives about a mile away from me, and she has two great two of my great grandsons. So last Sunday we had a barbecue. And, and the grandsons with uh, my daughter and her husband and, and the parents, we all had, and we had a couple of dogs there. So we all had a late afternoon barbecue and, and an intergenerational relational experience. So some of the things that we can do, depending on where you live, I happen to live now in a forested area. So uh, my grandkids can walk on trails with me. Uh, they can, uh, uh, I can go watch their baseball game because they're into sports right now. So there are things that we can do if we are close to our kids. When they're scattered, like my grandchildren are, I periodically write a letter to them from their papa. And I'm now probably the only papa that they have living. And not all of them are Christians. Not all of them are followers of Jesus. But I wanted them to know who I was and why I was the way I am as a follower of Jesus. So I write two or three times a year. I write this, this uh, letter to my grandkids. And it, the, the response has been fascinating. And the relationship even among those that are most distant to me, uh, have, has been very, uh, very warm and very refreshing. Uh, they don't always see eye to eye with me in terms of spiritual things. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I need to share with them who I am. They need to be allowed to feed back to me who they are. Listening well is one of the great attributes I think that grandparents need to engage in. Because, you know, our grandchildren and even our children are not always asking the questions. We think we've got a lot to tell them because we've lived a long time. I, I, have, I don't know who said this. I'm sure somebody before I did. But, but um, old age and wisdom sometimes come together. 
and old age sometimes comes by itself. And it and we need to be wise. And so listening well is on the number one position in my purpose statement. If you were to go to my website where uh, where my stuff hangs there, my books and things, and you would see in my purpose statement, listening well is number one. Because I think that's the one thing that I can do best at this stage of my life. And if I listen long enough and I, I will hear something that I can link up to. The other thing that I often ask my kids, my grandkids, and the people I live among, the four most powerful words that we can ask, tell me your story. Tell me your story. What's happened in your life so far? Even if you're only 10 or 12, or you're 30 or 40, or you're 80 or 90, tell me your story. And that is an amazing opening because we all want to tell our stories. You know, that's a great observation, Ward. I think that's really powerful, the listening well and telling your story. And by the way, that applies to any conversations we have with people in general, whether they're our grandchildren or family members or not. Yes. That applies. But I, I, I love it. I also love the idea of you're sending these letters to your grandchildren. Now, is this the same letter that goes out to all your grandchildren or do you do individual letters? No, I, I don't handwrite anything because they couldn't read it. Um, <laughs> I, type, I type my letters and I send out a, a letter. The same letter gets to everybody. And then they write back to me sometimes. Sometimes they don't, uh, but sometimes they will write back uh, and tell me their story. Tell me what's happening. Mm. Building a stronger kind of stress-free relationship with people at our age that's that's important. And we can do that by embracing their preferred modes of communication. So I have to listen. I had to listen last Sunday to, to my two grandsons. One is going to be eight and one is going to be 11 this year. And uh, so they had a belching contest. That was their way of being you know, week. We think we can do better than you. And we said, okay, let's try it. And so the great grandsons and the grandpapa had a belching contest. I'm not going to tell you who won, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you say, well, that's not communicating. Yeah, it is. It's because it's where those kids, that's where they were. And that opened up a great thing. It's a safe place too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does because you're connecting in their world and with something that's funny to them. So uh, I, I, I call it embracing preferred modes of communication. I think exploring common interests. And, uh, and then I've learned something the hard way, actually, and that is learn to keep your wisdom to yourself until it's appropriate to share it or until it is asked, asked for. Think like a consultant, not, not like a CEO. Mm, or you're not running this thing. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're not running this thing anymore. It's you may think you're the patriarch of the family and you are, but it, you're going to you, you have to not act like mm. the king of the of the of the family. Mm -hmm. You are just the older fellow that they see every once in a while. And you're the older woman who reaches out. And, you know, my my wife, when she was little. 
living, my my grandkids all loved her. I mean, they liked me okay, but they loved her. And I would watch whenever they came in to our home, she always had something for them to eat, some fruit or some cheese, something. So then when she left, when she changed her address and went to be with Jesus, they came to our house and looked around and I could see them looking <laughs> looking into the kitchen to see if there was anything there. Had she left something? And so fortunately for me, I had a little something there for them. It wasn't the same. It was different because she did it with love. I did it because I knew they were going to they were going to need that. Yeah, you make it a point to relate to your your kids, mm. even if they're the adult. Like I have adult children. Um, my daughter just retired this year. For goodness sakes, I can't believe I'm the parent of an older child like, like that. But I, you have to relate to your child, your older child, and discuss older things: jobs, movies, politics. Topics that are unrelated to your grandchildren, things that 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 remind them that you see them not as the parents of of your grandchildren, but as your children, and that they love they love connecting with you as an adult. Mm, yeah. My daughter went on her first date with me uh, when she was maybe thirteen. She went. We we made a big deal out of it. And um, and uh, she went on a big on a on a date with me because I wanted her, and she knew this. I wanted her to have a good time, but I also wanted her to to know what it was like to be treated appropriately by somebody of the opposite sex. So, Dad's gonna we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna, but but it's gonna be a date. It's gonna be your first date, and uh, she got all dressed up with her dress. That was cool. So there are things that if we just think about it, we think into our grandchildren's world, we think into our children's world of the struggles and the things that they're going through and that we can do our best to listen well. Yeah. And be there when they need us. You know, another thing that's happening to us today, Kevin, is that according to the Pew uh, research, about a third of about a third of the generations are living together intergenerationally. So adult children are living with their older parents or older parents have moved into their adult children. So I saw a cartoon the other day with these two older people standing in front of the door, doors open, the kids are their adult children inside and the caption below is this, we thought it over and we decided we wanted to be your burden. <laughs> so, so sometimes that's the way it is in the relationship. But uh, the Pew research of this says that intergenerational living arrangements are on the grow in America. And do you see that as a good thing? That's a good question. And I think for the most part, the word is that it is a good thing. It depends on the parents and the grandparents and the grandkids, whatever's going on there. Perhaps it's the Lord's way of beginning to bring people back into family units again, um, since the Industrial yeah. Revolution yeah. and all has begun splitting all that up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And and you you're right. I think it can be a good thing. I mean, there there can be circumstances that could make it a negative thing. I mean, just maybe it's uh, there's there are some circumstances I'm sure where it happens because of irresponsibility. But still, it could be a great opportunity for those two generations to begin to do life together and learn from each other and perhaps move in some new directions. It really all comes down to intentionality seems to me as you as I'm listening to you that there's this intentionality about communicating to my uh, my own children and their children and my great-grandchildren in ways that that says hey I love you I care about you I have some things that I've learned in life that I hope that you can learn too um, but I want to do it in a way that that really reflects my honor of you and value of you as a person. Uh, but because I love you, I want you to know these things because they're important. That's intentionality. Um, those are all important parts of what we have to do. It seems to me like you, everything you've been sh- sharing here is rooted in intentionality, whether it's those people in your community that you've begun pastoring and shepherding, uh, your own family. That's really what it's all about. And that relates again to what you said earlier about this vision. Uh, um, don't lose the vision of what God can do through you in this stage of life. I do. One of the cautions is, though, that I do receive letters from people from time to time who reached retirement age and their whole goal from that point on was wrapped up in their grandchildren. Now we can be to our grandchildren all that we want to be to them. But wait a minute. They didn't ask you to be a whole lot to them to begin with, and their parents may even have a different kind of idea, and you can be in for a disappointment. So I've had grandparents write to me and say, you know, I'm really sad because my my children don't want us to really be part of their their children's lives. Yes. That's maybe, it, maybe it's their faith differences in, in being faith-based. Maybe it's some other disconnect that's gone on. But the fact is, that's incredibly disappointing. The other thing is that for the grandparents who think they're going to, they're going to move close to the child that has the grandchildren so that we can be there for them. Well, then, then the child decides to move to Denver or to wherever. And you're, you say, wait a minute, I, I, we came here to be with you. I, I, my wife and I talked about that a lot. And finally, we said, you know, we're just going to pick the spot that we want to live. And uh, our kids can fly home and see us and their grandkids. And we can do it that way. Because if we try to be close to one or the other, uh, pretty soon they're going to move. And then we're going to be stuck in a place that we don't want to live. So don't give up your own personhood. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor or your children or your grandchildren as you love yourself. These are great words, Ward. I really appreciate your sharing. Our our time is unfortunately gone. I wish we could spend a lot more, but maybe we'll do another session sometime and talk about some other things that are going on. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. I I really admire and appreciate the work you're doing with grandparents. And I know that for years you've devoted your life to this. Right. 
and has been you've been a very real part of so many people's lives. Thank you. So God bless you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, God bless you for work. Well, thank you. And uh, you've been an important part of that uh, with CASA and uh, the different uh, opportunities that we had in meeting you. I remember the first time in Chicago. Well, actually, it wasn't Chicago. It was east of there. Uh, but I, I remember that uh, those were some great times of just beginning to realize, hey, there's more than one of me out there that have interests in this generation and what we've got going on. So thanks for the work you've done and all that. It's good to see you again. Good to chat with you and uh, my look, pleasure. Look forward to doing more, I hope. So, hey, and by the way, I'm looking forward to that new book and maybe book series coming out. Hope it comes out soon. Uh, thank you very much. Be sure to check out Dr. Tannenberg's website where you'll find a list of the books he has written and conscribed to his perspective blog. Again, that website is www.wardtannenberg.com. That's Ward, W-A-R-D, Tannenberg, T-A-N-N-E-B-E-R-G. Feel free to also email Dr. Tannenberg at ward at wardtannenberg.com. I know he'd love to hear from you. Well, that's it for today. I look forward to another conversation with you about engaging the generations. Please invite a friend to join us. Until then, I'm Calvin Harper, encouraging you to be intentional and faithful in commending the mighty works of God and His truth to another generation. God bless. Music